0: This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. You're listening now to the Honest to God series with Anne Gail Rose and Ahanu.
1: Everybody. welcome to our show today. Ahano, the, the birds are chirping out there, the hummingbirds are flitting by. Ahano, it's definitely spring has arrived in San Diego, California. Ahano, it is absolutely another gorgeous day, I have to say. Can't complain, in fact I've never complained, have I, about the weather here.
2: No, indeed. And it's also a very, very special day for us because... We are celebrating our 100th anniversary show today. This is our 100th episode and I want to mark this with a very special congratulations to Angel Rose and of course to myself, although I try to keep my ego out of these kinds of things. But really, really, it's a wonderful achievement considering all of what we've done in that past 100 episodes. We've, we've spoken to people from all over the world we've spoken to people from all over the united states of america we've interviewed really really amazing people and also we've covered and tackled subjects that people in lots of ways don't want to know about or have never even considered and uh, you know i think that's worthy of celebration and i'm delighted to be able to say that we're we're still here and we're going forward from now into our next 100 episodes with a whole new format. And perhaps we'll change the time to make it more convenient for people because we broadcast out now at 8 a.m. Pacific time, but we'll make it more convenient for people, I think, in the future. But there's lots of things happening. The technology is allowing us to do all kinds of great things. And I'm really, really looking forward. Going forward from the experience of the past into the present now with our 100th episode and onward into the future. And I think that might make a great subject for our discussion today when we talk about the past, present and future. We've done some amazing Akashic Record sessions on the past, present and future. Maybe it would be a good thing to talk about how that impacts into our lives today. What do you think of that, Angel Rose?
1: Well, Hanuk, I don't want to tackle that exactly at the moment, Okay. Past, present, and future, well, you know, we did a topic a few weeks back on the future on our Sunday uh, group Akashic session, and even though I don't entirely remember the content of it, I do know that Source gave us an experience of what it felt like to be in a true moment, and that was quite remarkable because I remember laying there asking Source, what it was like to be in the moment. And all of a sudden, I felt all this energy rushing toward me. And I thought it was kind of strange because it was rushing toward me from all directions, sides, top and bottom, as if it was coming to a center point in the center of me. And uh, i I didn't really know where that was coming from. I just thought, well, what a strange experience. But it was absolutely blissful, I do have to say. You know, it was... So concentrated with love and with power, I guess, that it was a bit surprising. But I found out later, realized later, that what that really was, was the past and the future raveling itself up, coming toward me. So it, in a way, it was showing me that I, I was actually gathering all my energy back, is what was happening, all my energy from the past, And all the energy I was putting on the future was coming back to me in the moment. So I was actually getting my power back, which I thought was just fascinating because it showed how much of our thoughts are directed either in the past or in the future and that that actually scatters our energy. So it was quite an interesting experience.
2: Mm. I'm glad you mentioned that now, Anger Rose, and it was one of the reasons why I brought it up because we create the future. Okay, there's there's no doubt about that at this stage. I mean, that's now beyond argument. So if we're creating the future, we can see in the outside world how many people want us to create a fearful future. They want us to manifest and manufacture a future filled with power and control and fear and all of those negative things. But if we focus on our own power in the moment, then we're taking all of the experience of the past, we're taking the potential to create into the future, but we're realizing sovereignty in the moment, right here, right now. And that's an absolutely marvelous concept. And it's it's appropriate that we would talk about this on our 100th episode anniversary today because it is very much about staying focused on yourself right here, right now. I'd like to use this as a platform to, to discuss really the power of staying in the moment and how that can empower a person.
1: The way we're set up in this world is we, we do think linearly. We have thought linearly in the past, and I do think that's part of the problem because we're very focused on planning, you know, looking back at the past, trying to see how it's affecting who we are right now, and then we plan for the future. But when you're in a moment, you know, you're in your full self, you're in a moment of power, actually, and in that moment, uh, the moment itself creates so I think what we what we have wrong here is the way we're using our minds to plan and to try to um, decide everything. But when you put yourself in a true moment, you, there is no deciding, there is no planning. You know, that part of you, which is, like I said, you in your power automatically, let's just say, creates the next moment without any thought of your own. And you know, years ago when I studied the course, there is a lesson in there. I don't know if it's the name of the lesson, but uh, somewhere in there, in there it's, it makes a comment that says the healed mind doesn't plan. And I remember reading that thinking, oh boy, you know. And how could you get out of planning because we do it so much, you know, that's just the way we think. So, and even, even doing things like this, like... Uh, doing your shows or you know to be in a true moment is is a very difficult thing actually because the way our society is set up and here's here's the danger because in the moment like I say all of your power comes back to you comes rushing toward you actually and you actually feel that it's quite blissful actually so to put yourself yeah, uh, in a true moment where you're not worried about what's going to happen next, and you're not worried about what happened before, you're just in the moment. Now, I do think that Course in Miracles lesson did make a comment also that said uh, if there were plans that you would need to make, your the Holy Spirit or your the Holy Spirit, according to the Course, is the part of your own mind that remembers who you are. So that's really different than a Holy Spirit that religions talk about. But it was saying that if there was something to plan, you would know it, and then you would do it. But it would be according to your own inner self, not because you're fearful about the future.
2: Now I think that's a beautiful thought, because it's inevitable in lots of ways that we, we plan to a degree in the sense that, you know, if you've got work tomorrow, you, you know, you you got to shower, you got to decide what you're going to wear, you you got to arrange for money to be there to pay bills. There's there's a practical side that needs an element of planning. But what I like about what you're saying and what we've discovered in the Akashic records is that the life would unfold naturally. It wouldn't be an effort. In other words, any planning at all that you might do, whether it's necessary or whether it's just desire, it wouldn't involve stress of any kind. It wouldn't involve effort. It would just unfold as being part of a life, being lived moment to moment.
1: Well, could you imagine, uh-huh, No, really waking up in the morning and just allowing your inner self... To let your day unfold. You know, you just mentioned that, you know, you got to get up, you got to go to work. But what if what if you weren't living your life like that? What if you were waking up allowing your own, you know, inner self to guide your day? And I think that had, it's a very different way to live. It's it's We're well, not talking about the fact that you try to be in the moment, but then you get up and you plan your day.
2: No, no, what I meant you was know. that you, you would let your life unfold. Yeah. And in that way, you'd find that everything was happening according to the way it should happen.
1: Yeah, that would be very interesting. But it does bring up the subject of, when you mentioned earlier about creating the future, you know, because there is, you know, in our spirituality and in our metaphysics, there is this whole emphasis on manifesting, you know, creating a reality. So I'm going to distinguish with people that, The moment that I experienced uh, probably would not involve creating your reality deliberately. Do you know? In other words, I do think that realizing your mind is creative is a huge part of waking up on the spiritual path. But it is really, really different than when you're letting a higher part of you guide your life and let your life unfold without stress or fear like you mentioned. So I'm just making that distinction because I do think it's part of what we need to be doing now. I know a lot of people aren't ready for being in a true moment, though, because it really is a decision. It's a decision to not be using your mind to be thinking of futures or thinking of past. So it's a very different experience. And for anybody who wants to experience it, all that we did is or all that I did is I closed my eyes and asked source to let me experience a true moment. And, you know, here's the thing. I I asked source to let me experience a true moment. So, like I said, the experience was, in a way, if you were looking at the sun and with all the rays of the sun, and you were the sun, all the rays came back into the center. That's the experience that I had. And in that was this sense of, having my power returned to me. That was a very different experience than me sitting down trying to visualize a future that I want to experience. So not that one's wrong and one's right, just that they are very different uses of the mind. And in terms of our future and what you were mentioning, how there's a lot of stuff out there that wants us to focus on a fearful future. And there's certainly things going on in our world that always have that potential, actually, to turn out very fearful. It is asking us to get a hold of ourselves, you know, and really do be mindful of where we do put our thoughts and energies. And and I think, too, the undoing of fear is really huge because, you know, as human beings, we're all concerned with our mortality. We're concerned with our family's mortality. And a lot of what we do is designed to keep that survival of our bodies together. Yes.
2: I remember you really brought it home for me one time, Angel Rose, when you said, why would you want to use your powerful mind to create an outcome based on fear? And it really brought it home to me that you actually have the choice in every moment to choose not to create a fearful outcome.
1: Right, and you know, I'm going to go back to the course only because it makes the point that, you know, throughout that book, there's always the phrase that says, in this situation, in fact, there's a writing exercise in there that says, in this situation involving blank, 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 I am afraid blank will happen. Okay, so it was a way to look at your fear. And then the last part of it after you do that is that you say, I could choose peace instead of this. And I know that phrase has been beat to death probably uh, over the past years when the Course has been around. But the practical application of that, when you actually do do it and mean it, literally does switch the energy of a situation like instantly. But what you find out when you're confronted with that choice is how many times you really don't want to. You don't want to choose peace, you know, and I think that was the shocker for me is to really watch what my fears were. Yes. And then realize that part of me uh, didn't want to choose it. So it makes me wonder, you know, are we all do we all get off on having fear? You know what I mean? Like, is it some sort of excitement like people who go to horror shows and love monster movies you yeah. know are we addicted to I do being believe, scared I,
2: I do believe that we are and it's also one of the reasons why I think we continue to bring up the past and are fearful of the future and if you take our own situation right here right now where I introduced the, the show today about being our 100th anniversary you see there's some pleasure in the sense of achievement from the past and then there's some unknown thing about the future, like what will the next 100 episodes be like or what will they be about? And therein lies the, the nugget that I'm trying to get to today. And that is that, OK, great, you can celebrate all you like. But the fact is, right here, right now is where the power is. And I think that's a wonderful... If we can get at that nugget of knowledge and that beautiful spiritual concept that's there, it doesn't actually matter whether we've done one episode or a thousand episodes, really. The fact is, we're right here, right now, and we have the power right now to enjoy this very, very moment. And look at all the nuggets of knowledge that are present right here, right now for us.
1: That's true. And then this makes me bring up just another little thing. Of course, you know, Monday is St. Patrick's Day, Ahano. And when we talk about the past, here's here's a tradition, right? You being Irish, here's a tradition of... uh, celebrating this saint. You know, we do it every year. People use it as a way to party and drink and
2: God, it's been done for the last thousand years. and, have and have parades. it parades. Yeah, a thousand it, years now, history of, of celebrating Patrick's Day.
1: It's true, but, you know, it's a good example of how people never really look at the history, actually, of St. Patrick, because although I do think he did some good things, he also wasn't the nicest man. And I think people, uh, they, they skip that part, you know, especially if you brought up Catholic or, you know, we don't really question what it is we're actually celebrating. We just look at the fact that we're going to have a
2: party today. That's exactly right. And it's interesting you should bring that up because there's a number of little threads of information in there for us. And the first thing, of course, is in the same way as I talked about our hundred episodes up to now, we're talking about a thousand years since St. Patrick. And also we have the other thread of a fact that's coming through all of this, and that is that the victor writes the history. So we have a victory here for the, the Catholic Church, for Christianity, we have a victory, and they wrote the history. And that's the history that everybody celebrates, that here was this fantastic guy who brought Christianity to Ireland, who banished the snakes from Ireland, and all that. And, you know, <laughs> there yeah, never...
1: I am glad there's no snakes in Ireland. But there no never no.
2: were snakes in Ireland, then Rose. You know? I
1: know, I know, but I'm so and, glad there aren't.
2: <laughs> yeah, but no, my point here, though, is that we're taking something as being gospel and i'm putting that in inverted commas simply we're taking stuff from the past as being truth and that's not necessarily the case at all i i I do think that our truth has to arrive for us in each moment and lots of people are beginning to realize now that a lot of our history is not true at all
1: that is right Uh but again you know, when you come to a true moment, I suppose none of that really matters. I think it only matters when people build their identities off those histories and say, you know, I I am who I am now because uh, this happened in the past or I'm an extension of this relative or that relative. and I And I think that, you know, or this religion, for example, that my identity is my religion and my belief structure. I think that that's when we get in trouble, because when somebody comes along and exposes the truth of something, which a lot of that is going on now in our world, as we know, a lot of people can't handle the fact that what they thought was true isn't true. You know, so that's a whole process, too, of coming back home to yourself, really, where we lessen our dependence on something else to define us, because... You know, I like I say, I still remember in my thirties, I think I was in my thirties, uh, I was raised Catholic, and I was almost going to be a nun when I was seventeen years old. I had such a love and devotion to Jesus, and I still love Jesus, so I don't want anybody to misunderstand what I'm saying. But I remember coming to a place where I realized that I would never really know the history of that person because supposedly he never wrote anything down. You know, there was nothing I could really read that were his own words other than what was put in a a Bible or, you know, in another writing. And I remember just being really shocked to realize that, you know, my motive for my whole life up until that point was to be exactly like Jesus, that that was... That was the goal to be like Jesus. And, you know, the thought had came to me in that moment, like, well, who would I be if I hadn't been spending the majority of my life up until that point trying to be like this other person? You know, who would I be? You know, I realized I didn't even know myself, didn't even really acknowledge, you know, that perhaps I'm a a unique being with my own thoughts and desires and my own gifts and talents, let's just say. So it was quite a it was quite a shock to my system. But it really helped me to kind of get to that place because it made me look at all kinds of belief systems very differently after that. And you know, we talk about the power of our consciousness and we could even go so far to say that a lot of what we energize in in our beliefs we help create those beings and i'm bringing this up now only because there there are people out there that seem to have researched the time period of jesus for example and they say that there is no evidence that jesus ever existed now that it, that would be another shock if that were true because if you th- again if you think of all the belief systems and traditions and religions and families, you know, who focus on that as a centerpiece of their lives, a way to, a role model, let's just say. If he never did live on this earth, what would that actually mean? Now, I'm not saying he didn't live because I personally think he did live, only because there's so many, enough people who have past life memories of being near him. So to me, Somebody was here.
2: But surely, isn't there also the possibility? Now, I'm not saying yea or nay, but isn't there also the possibility that with with one-third or maybe even two-thirds of the world believing in such a personage, that that manifests the creation of, of such an entity?
1: Well, it can. Yes, that's the thing. It, it can manifest
2: yeah, yeah.
1: an entity. But, you know, I have to say, if if the collective consciousness has created this personage they did a really good job because anytime anyone's had an experience of Jesus they are always experiencing somebody who is so loving so compassionate so forgiving
2: yeah but there's the other side of that too Angel Rose and that is that no son of God is going to let himself be hung up on a cross and, and be stabbed with a spear and blood pouring out of him and have that image in every school in well, the, all over the world. Well, I wasn't talking about
1: that image. I I'm wasn't focusing on the crucifixion. I was focusing on, you know, that little girl, for example, I forgot her name, who's an artist who came in painting a memory of Jesus, okay? Or people who call on Jesus for a miracle and receive one, actually experience a being coming to them, And I, I myself have had loving experiences of this entity called Jesus, which in such a way that it has changed my life, made me a better person. So whatever's going on there, there are two camps, probably. There are the ones that do focus only on that brutal crucifixion image of suffering. But then there's another that experienced the ascended person, Jesus, who is you know incredibly loving and does miracles mm-hmm. and and do people see, do experience both
2: i think you're touching on something very important there and that is the choice on what to focus on and this is what we're talking about here the choice on what to focus on and in the case of for example st patrick's celebrations a lot of people will be in the moment with that they will say wow an opportunity for celebration let's celebrate you know now they don't know what they're celebrating well, but they
1: thinking of St. Patrick, that's for sure. Just like, hey, thanks, dude, for giving us yeah, the data. to that's drink exactly, Guinness.
2: That's exactly it. It's an opportunity for celebration for whatever reason. And you can say that's, you know, they're safely in the moment. That's cool. Absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. But then you do have the others that are looking to the religious indoctrination of all of that and the celebration of uh, a captive nation that was converted to Christianity. And all of that, I think, has a very, very negative connotation. But however, when I say negative, that's also a judgment because, you know, we've also arrived at that place that says a lot of people need religions of one kind or another, need one belief system of one kind or another, in order to be able to arrive at some place of understanding and some place of spiritual growth. So therefore, there's no judgment. Needed, And that's part of being in the moment about things, you know, things are the way they are right now for an absolutely wonderful reason. So therefore, whatever happened in the past, you know, okay, so be it. Let's just take the power of this moment, as you said in the beginning, and concentrate it back from the future and and forward from the past into the now and stop living in this linear way that is bringing fear from the past and uncertainty into the future. And let's be joyous in this moment.
1: But I do think that belief systems can be very destructive, Ahano, even though you mentioned you know, we were focusing on religion, but we don't have to focus on religion. We can focus on just the conclusions that we as an individual make with the experiences in our lives. And I do think they, that it is a good idea to at least become aware of what you do believe about reality, <clears throat> only because... If you take the history of the world that we know, and we talk about heavenly cycles and cosmic cycles, we talk about going from golden ages to dark ages. And there is the belief that because of the procession of the equinox, that this planet uh, cycles around, goes through these cycles over and over and over again. Okay. And some people believe that every time it cycles around again, it's a little bit at a higher level on a spiral that is leading somewhere, okay? But if we look back in history, we see history repeats itself over and over and over. So how do you get to the point where history's not repeating itself, where you're actually, you know, truly creating something that's not dependent upon the past energy? I always look up the past, and I, and we've had this conversation before, you and I, where, you know, there's always seems to be always been time periods of peace and then there's something happens somebody comes in and they start invading and destroying and then people are controlled and certainly certainly in our own world now what's being exposed is the extent to which people are being manipulated and controlled and have been fed uh nonsense for centuries actually centuries so belief systems to me can be really dangerous if we're not mindful of what we do accept and believe about the past because I don't know about you but I myself and many people that I read on a daily basis you know they're very tired of this perpetuation of enslavement you know which if you look back in history, like I say, you're always watching a government or religion not telling people the truth, controlling people. And we still have the same thing going on now. We're just watching this in Russia. Here's here's Russia capturing this island that belongs to the Ukraine. And uh, anybody with any sense knows that they're doing it because there's been ancient ruins discovered there um, recently that are probably worth, you know, billions of dollars in artifacts and tourism. So, you know, here's the threat again, right, where one country says, oh, gee, uh, that little island of Crimea or whatever it's called, gee, they have value. So I think I, I need to go in and conquer it for myself. And we're watching this over and over and over, these power plays, these wanting to steal Steal land, steal property, all for uh, self-serving purposes with no thought or concern at all about the effects on the people there or the effects on the rest of the world. And we've done this to nature. There's been this destruction of nature. You look out in the solar system and there's planets such as Mars that obviously look like they had life there but don't anymore. And here we are being duped all over again. And this is a pattern. This is a pattern in history. So I think if we take responsibility for the fact that each one of us individually creates that collective consciousness, we do have to look at, you know, can we ever get out of this polarity loop? Can we ever get out of the you know, rise and fall process? And and it's a question that I, I think of quite often because Certainly on Sundays when we go in and talk to Source, I do feel that I'm in a, I'm in a particular frequency that does not involve these polarities. It is, a, it is a place of consistency and love that is a very different experience. And that is similar to what I experienced when I asked Source to put me in a moment. Why does it have to be like this? You know, why do we all have to go through these horrific experiences in history that a lot of us individually are not causing, you know, their governments causing them or religions killing people for not believing how they believe and you know, the insanity. It's actually, if we t- really are honest. We take a look at how insane a lot of this is and has been for a really long period of time.
2: Hold that thought right there, Angel Rose, because we do want to take a very, very quick studio break. But we remind our listeners that you're listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu, and we're broadcasting out on Blog Talk Radio and our own World of Empowerment Radio. And this week we're sponsored by Twin Flame Hosting, who has been consciously hosting spiritual websites since 1993. Now, we extend an invitation to all of you, If you wish to sponsor an episode or the full series, contact us at AngelRose at AngelRose.com. And we also want to extend a further invitation that if you want to discuss your passion or your spiritual business, do contact us because next week it could be you. So contact us at AngelRose at AngelRose.com. That's A-I-N-G-E-A-L-R-O-S-E dot com. This is the Art
0: of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. You're listening now to the Honest to God series with Anne Gail Rose and Ahanu.
2: You're very, very welcome back. Angel Rose and Ahanu and we are discussing our 100th anniversary and it has led us into a a discussion on the past, present and future. Now tomorrow and each Sunday in fact we do a group Akashic record session. Some are topic specific, some are free, some are paid. But tomorrow our session is on saints and sages and in lots of ways, Angel Rose, that subject is is about what we know are our preconceived ideas of people in the in antiquity, in the ancient past, in our history. How are we to take information like that and uh, and bring it into the moment? How do we use this kind of old knowledge? And let's extend it out because that old knowledge could be about the pyramids of Egypt or the Mayans or or any ancient culture and use that information for our benefit in them in the here and now
1: when we do go into those groups on Sunday, we always go in suspending everything we think we know about whatever the topic is, okay? So, you know, we're we're talking about uh, saints and sages tomorrow, and we hadn't really made up questions about that, but I would imagine we would be asking Source to tell us what its definition of a saint is and what its definition of a sage is. Because, you know, that would lead into questions people have. But, you know, it is an interesting topic because of the, like I say, the amount of energy we put on saints and sages. For example, you and I went to France some years back, what, three or four years ago now, possibly? But we decided to go to Lourdes. We wanted to, we went to Lourdes, but we also went to Nevers, which, in fact, we went to Nevers first, and that is where St. Bernadette's body is. Um, she's, She's in a glass coffin because her body has not decomposed, and she's in a little kind of a, it's a church, but it's got a little section in it, that is a room off to the side of the main altar where she is of course that's a fascination because here is someone who had was exhumed out of the ground two or three times and each time uh, she, her body had not decomposed okay now you know when you go in there she is dressed in her nun habit which means she's completely covered except for her face and her hands, and they've put a little thin veil of wax over her face. Uh, They claim it's because uh, the last time she was exhumed, uh, they bathed her, don't ask me why, but they bathed her, and um, a little bit of mold started to grow uh, on her skin from being moist. Okay, so they, they put this wax over her, right? So, you know, when you do go in there, uh, you do experience this sweetness, you know. She, you feel nothing but innocence from her, from that energy, whatever that energy is there. But I remember there's also a little museum area afterwards. It's not very big. It's just, you know, some the chair she died in behind glass and her her carpet bag and some of her clothes. But you get to the end and you can sign this book. A visitors book and I remember going up to that book thinking I was just going to sign my name and as it turned out all of the entries ahead of me were all supplications they they were they were things people wanted from Saint Bernadette they were you know please give me this please help me here here you know they were it was begging it was begging this saint to do all these things for them and you know to tell you the truth my action my reaction was I was a little bit shocked by it I was a little bit disgusted by it because I thought to myself you know when I experienced Bernadette I saw that she was in between worlds and what I mean by that is you know she still her spirit was still hanging around so that she could answer uh, be a mediator for all these uh prayers and I thought to myself, is that really fair, you know, to be pulling on this particular being uh, for all this stuff? Maybe it would prefer to go further into the light. Maybe it would prefer to, you know, go to another planet. Maybe it would prefer to be reincarnated as a normal rock musician. You know, I'm just kind of being extreme here. This is what we do, though, because then we you and I journeyed down to Lourdes. And you know, the whole thing there, of course the Catholic Church has built a huge, huge, huge uh cathedral right there on the location, and every half hour or forty-five minutes there's a mass. And what people do is they write what they want from Saint Bernard on a little piece of paper and they in between the masses they walk um up to the grotto, they rub rub their hand with their up along the cave wall. Again, you know, it, it was pitiful, actually. I don't know what you thought about it, but I just thought, you know, would anyone really want to just love this little sweet being, you know? Just thank her for her beingness and, you know, rather than always be wanting. And that's what we do with saints, though. Yeah,
2: yeah. And I think the same is true of the Jesus personality that you mentioned a short while ago because it's always in supplication and it's always in asking asking for help or health or guidance or whatever always 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 seeking looking 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 asking and nobody that i have ever known actually treats any ascended being let's call it any any glorified saint or sage as being an equal in creation or an equal in intelligence or an equal in 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 spirit are an equal in the eyes of God, and that's where our our idea of empowerment comes from. This is this is the core of our teaching. Really, is to give that concept to people of how powerful they really are, and and to give over this this supplication, and to stop this pleading, and to stop this asking, and to stop this this business of being less than all of the time, and to step into that power of the moment and realize that they are absolutely the same power and quality and spiritual essence as anybody that has ever been.
1: It is true, but I will acknowledge that there are beings who have lived, who have achieved more personal mastery than maybe I have, you know. I can acknowledge that and I can respect that, absolutely. But I'll refer to the course against again because supposedly the course was written by jesus and jesus said that he did not deserve awe you know how people look at jesus in awe that that was reserved for the creator the creator deserves awe precisely because
2: awe
1: <clears throat> awe yeah. because yeah. it created us we didn't create it okay but jesus was wanting us in the course to look at him as an elder brother who perhaps has achieved more awareness than the rest of us but he certainly didn't want any kind of praise or reverence or anything like that so you know this is again uh, the whole authority problem that we have in this world where we're used to turning our authority and our power over to the past present or future, or to you know some higher being, and of course it's t- been transferred into the spiritual movement as well with the dependency on angels and ascended masters and uh, this one's channeled material, that one's channeled material, so you know I think we we do have a dependency problem. all of those things can be helpful if they lead you to your to a greater awareness of you know the and responsibility i have to say that we are creators and we do need to be mindful of our thoughts and our desires actually not just our thoughts okay so we're kind of lecturing now huh? how can we how can we get off this topic so we don't sound to our listeners as if we're preachers even though we're ministers how can we, <laughs> can we switch over to Yes. Something more delightful, such as our friend Chandelier. Is she on the line today? She
2: do believe she is.
1: Let's see if she's there, if she wants to talk to us about her dolphin trip.
2: Hey, Chandelier, are you there today?
3: I'm here. Hi, Chandelier. Uh, hello. I'm hello, glad how? you're back. Yes. Me? Well, I don't know. You're <laughs> not back. Me too, but.
1: <laughs> the body's
3: back. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, Actually, get, y'all get, showed up in my dreams this morning. And help me with uh, solve an answer. Oh, really? And even tell though us it's not the answer that. I wanted here.
2: Well, huh? tell us about that. But also give our listeners a little background of what you've just done and your your trip to Hawaii. Anything
1: a, you want to share about it, Shondalee?
3: Oh, okay. Well, it was uh, our first um, dolphin whale summit in Hawaii, where we had many wonderful speakers share with us. Um, information about the whales and activations, and even learned of a a new uh, being that the scientists haven't yet discovered, but will soon um, make an appearance for all to know. I'm not going to give that away. (laughs) Um, I'm sure some people already know about it, but... Yeah, it was just so wonderful. It's really easy to be in the body over in Hawaii versus over here in the states. What do you and mean by so that? It was just yeah. don't put me on the spot, huh? <laughs> um, things were just much more in a the flow. There was um, the synchronicity of was more so the magic. It just seems like the thoughts really materialized quicker, um, than what I've experienced over here in the state. That's interesting. Um, Yeah. That might be, yeah, that might be my imagination because I was just on the high, but it was wonderful to connect with such a group. Um, we had beach activations, um, water blessings for the water, um, It was just really almost seemed like a dream now that I look back on it. You know, that surreal uh, feeling. But I was there. (laughs) You were there. (laughs) Yeah, I got the souvenirs to prove it. (laughs) Did they say anything about... uh, Yeah.
1: Did they say anything about a pink dolphin? People were posting Uh, something on Facebook where there was actually a pink dolphin discovered. Did Did anybody talk about that?
3: Uh, No, it wasn't a pink dolphin. It was a dolphin, but it wasn't pink. It was another color.
1: Well, what color was it, Chandelier?
3: Uh, I'm not going to give that away.
1: Oh, (laughs) I was trying to worm my way in there.
3: (laughs) Uh, No, I told a few, and it's like, no, I think I need to let that one just come out when, whenever it comes out more. Yeah. So yeah.
1: did it make you want to move to Hawaii? So,
3: um, yes and no. Okay. Uh, A part of me did and a part of me didn't. So that's why I'm sitting with that one right now.
1: Yeah, and in terms of um, the, the land, is it as beautiful as people say?
3: I was on the big island of Kona and what we experienced was beautiful. I mean, just the flowers were always in bloom. Um, the people were so, the ones I met, um, were just, you know, so loving. And, yeah, it was a, nothing like I've experienced over here in the States, put it that way.
0: Totally yeah, I a different always...
3: energy over there. And I, pardon? Go ahead, go ahead. And what I experienced when I flew in, because this was my first time when I flew in, it was like, wow, I'm home, you know, even teared up. And so, I know a part of me connected with the the energy there of the islands. Mm -hmm. Of course, the dolphins and the whales. I got to swim with the spinner dolphins, and we had whales out there a lot as well, so... Yeah, it was just a magical, heartwarming experience for me at this time—a healing experience yeah. as well. I can imagine. Yes. Anything I talked about the heart, the healing.
2: And uh, Chandelier, can you? pull this together for us in in the light of our discussion today where we're talking about the past, present and future and you mentioned that when you were flying into Hawaii that you had this sense of a past life from before Now, but yet you were having a present moment experience how in your opinion does all that come together and can the dolphins and whales help us with being in the moment?
3: Oh, they definitely can. They definitely can. Um but we got to remember to ask. I'm learning that again and again about asking.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, you know, trying to put that into words, Ahanu, I just, you know, it's it's the experience of of feeling this connection and feeling um Like the the words just, yeah, aren't there for me other than just the feeling and the knowing when I'm in a place that I feel connected or not connected.
1: Right. Yep. Yeah, and we certainly have been many places. That's how I experienced Ireland the first time. Remember, Ahano? Coming in, flying into Dublin Airport, uh, Feeling like I had come home, and it's—it is a memory. It's a memory that you've been there before. That you know this land, you know the frequency, and you and I have also talked about uh, going to Hawaii someday. And we certainly, your own spiritual name has the sea, the ahanu has a sea turtle
2: uh, implication. Hmm. Did you meet any of my brothers and sisters over there, Chandelier?
1: Any sea turtle Chandelier? <laughs> No, I
3: didn't get
1: to see any sea turtles this time. Ah, he was looking for the one oh, the that rain. had a Hano written on the back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: that name really does flow with uh, the Hawaiian. It does for
1: sure. Yeah, we do need yeah. to get there one day. All right, we keep saying that, and we're oh. certainly we're in California, so it's not. Well, it's still a, a distance flying, but it's not as far as where you not came really. from.
3: Really. Right, exactly. It's just like a hop, jump, skip for y'all.
1: Yeah, and I got to ask you, how did you experience those flights? Were they smooth?
3: Yes, it was not a problem. Uh, I had like maybe 12 hours in the air, total time, and coming back was another story as far as catching up on sleep.
1: Um, Oh, yeah. Knowing
3: I was excited, it kind of went out the window, but... yeah. Um, yeah, for me, it, it, you know, you could sleep or watch videos or read. It was, you know, it makes right. flying so much easier now.
1: Yeah, that's me. right. That's for sure. Get well, you know, we're, by we will be heading to Ireland very soon. And uh, that's about a 12 hour flight too, all in from San Diego. So, yeah, long time. Uh, we thought of all possibilities of stopping by the Carolinas on the way back, but it doesn't look like it's easy, uh, easy to do, I know. I well, now the I was healed mind doesn't mind. plan, Angel Rose. Oh, the healed mind doesn't plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we don't have to get a return ticket. Uh-huh. We could just play that by ear, can't we?
2: Yeah, that's exactly it. But, you know, there are, yeah, there are forces in play that try to prevent us from doing things like that. You know, they see that as a security hazard when you don't book a return flight. Ah, that's true. And they
1: do question you, like, why are you only going Going this way? one way? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. So now, unfortunately, we do have to wind down here, Chandelier. I'm glad we managed to get you today because your trip to Hawaii and your experience with the dolphins and whales is something that we do want to cover in detail at some point in time and we want to perhaps get you on the show or discuss it on our Akashic Record Sundays, the whole dolphins and whales uh, uh, issue because it's very, very important for us and it was the reason behind my question about can they help us be in the moment and can they help us, you know, really, really Enjoy that spiritual power we have in the moment. But we do have to leave it there and we thank you so much for coming on the line with us. And by way of a little summary, I want to just cover what we talked about today. We, in general, spoke about the past, the present and the future. And we talked about our past 100 episodes and the future of World of Empowerment Radio we discussed St. Patrick's Day and the opportunity it is to celebrate at this time of the year, of course, coming up to, to the uh, um, the spring equinox, a marvellous time for a celebration. And in some people's views, it is the beginning of the year, actually, the 1st of March being the 1st of the year. Now, we discussed the Course in Miracles, we talked about Jesus, and we also talked in general about religions and their their effectiveness we discussed enslavement and you talked about saint bernadette and lourdes and the experience there and in general about the authority problem and then we had chandelier come on and speak to us about her experience in hawaii and the dolphins and whales it does bring us to the end of our program today and Just to remind people that if you do want to come on the show and discuss your passion or your spiritual business, do contact us at AngelRose at AngelRose.com.
1: And if anybody wants to join us tomorrow on our Sunday session, which starts at 10 a.m. Pacific time, we will be going into the Akashic Records and asking Source about Saints and Sages. And you can sign up for that at WorldOfEmpowerment.com.
2: Okay, we have to say goodbye to you, Chandelier. Thank you so much for coming on. So until next week, next Saturday, and which may be 10 a.m. Pacific time, we send you our love, our blessings, and thank you for listening to Ahanu and Angel Rose on the Honest to God series. And as we say in Ireland, slán agus bánacht de Live goleir.
1: Bye, everyone. Thank you.
0: This is the Art of Living Well Radio Network. Radio to inspire enlightened living. You're listening now to the Honest to God series with Ann Gale Rose and Ahanu.